Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Xbox Live episode 100, uh, whoa, 290 ET Found. I am one of your hosts, Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, and with me, as always, is Rob. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Presar on Xbox Live. Hello, hello. And also with us, as, as always, is Mr. Braun. Yep. BJ Swick 33 Xbox Live Silver. <laughs> and uh Bron, why don't you share that little story you told me about before we started recording about what happens when you're gold and then you go silver oh yeah so i i actually in my games to be played which i'll skip this one now i played nhl 13 but i was jumping on to play some trials and my saves are in the cloud which i didn't copy down locally before my xbox live gold expired so i don't have access to any of my saves Yes, because you can only access your cloud saves if you're a gold member. So, oh, yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah, no one-time copy down or anything. It's like, oh no, make sure. And and I tweeted them, and uh, I put in there, you know, so cloud saves are gold only. I, I go, that's I said something bad, and uh, they responded to me. Said, oh no, yes, uh, you know, they are gold only. Make sure you copy them locally before. Your thing expires. And I said, thanks. One week too late. And they said, you know, if you have any other issues, uh, feel free to contact them. <laughs> yeah, they're so, so kind. Yep. Too kind they if, are. Yeah. yeah, they should, they should respond back with, if you have troubles entering a two day gold <laughs> trial, please let us know. Yeah, that's the support I got. Those. But who knows? Maybe they delete my tweet or something, you know. Because who knows if they delete things that people post? Nah, I don't think yes, they would delete your things. <laughs> oh. Yes, they Maybe do. somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> Segway. You're not a rabble rouser. You, like you other segued people. it too early, though. Oh. <laughs> but but we'll get to Spoiler. it really quick. But uh, before we jump into that segue, let me interject. Be sure to check us out at thisxboxlife.com to see all our past shows. Um, and also, you can support us by doing your shopping at Amazon.com. If you go to our website, click on our Amazon link there. It will take you to the appropriate store for the country that you live in. And it will uh, that will help support the show. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, now, I am going to jump in. We're going to follow that segue that Bron did. Oh, before we do, i got to show you guys something. And I know Rob and Bron can't see this live on the camera. But they already me, saw it. Yeah, give me. Eight this seconds. is my new, my new mug of choice. Oh yeah, yeah. I bought this this week from Amazon. You can get this on Amazon. I posted in our uh, our Facebook group, so you can. Um, it's a toilet <laughs> mug, <laughs> and it looks really nasty if you fill it with coffee. But uh, uh. <laughs> I I had lemonade in it, and my kids, my lung, my youngest son would not drink it, but my daughter and my older son did. They drank out of the toilet. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was funny. My wife was asking me that night. She was not happy. She does not like this thing. And she was asking me that night. She needed me to grill or cook dinner or whatever. And I said, I will if you drink out of the toilet. <laughs> she nice. didn't drink out of the toilet. But I still ended up cooking. <laughs> I, am bu- I am buying one of those. I've already – I have my mindset on it. So, so. If, you, if you want the toilet mug, it's, it's not something you really – the, the, the toilet bowl will clink into your face. It's not, 
the, the, it's more, like, it's a novelty, okay? You'll do it a couple of times, but it's, you know, you can set it on your desk and fill it with candy if you want. That's a, you could use it as a candy dish. Um, but it's, it's quite a, quite a humorous little thing. So they sell them on Amazon, and so you can use our link, uh, and purchase yourself your own toilet coffee mug. It's a hoot. Um, <laughs> All yes. right, so anyways, Bron said and Rob said, or Rob said that Xbox would never, ever delete anything that you would say. And I call bunk on that. Well, well I said they wouldn't delete Bruns. Oh, Bruns, true. <laughs> so I went out this week and I got onto the official Xbox forums because something, you know, I'm really tired of the mainstream media, video game media, if you will, IGN slash Sony, um, always doing, every time a new game comes out, there's a, there's a, a resolution comparison done. And it's like, we always, you know, we've seen these, how does Xbox 360 compare to PS4? How do they look? You know, those type of comparisons. But this one's completely different. This is strictly a 1080p versus a non 1080p. You know, that's all it is. That's just trying to show you every game that comes out for Xbox One is not at 1080p. And I'm like, you know what? I have really liked the, the looks of the games. Um, everything that I have played on Xbox One looks incredibly good. It runs good. Um, I have issues with the console itself and the OSs in the background, which I think blow dog. But um, it, it's not the games. I mean, the games look and run really well. So... I went out there, and here's I'm verbatim. I'm going to read you exactly what I posted. Now, I'll say this. It probably wasn't Microsoft themselves that removed it. It was one of their, quote, ambassadors, you know, um, who are just, you know. I, I They approved me as an ambassador one time, and I got tired of being flooded with stupid questions um, while I was trying to work during the day. So I, I backed out, but I think I still have the ambassador tag, um, even though I, I backed out of it. Um but it's just, you know, anybody can become an ambassador, I guess. Uh, so here's here's what I wrote. Hey there, Xbox fans. I have a question and a bit of a concern that I wanted to run past all of you. Before you read title, re, re, uh, <coughs> before you read the title of this forum and flame me, please read my post that you understand what I'm asking here. Because I had post, I had titled it like 1080p controversy. I said I'm a huge fan of Xbox been hosting an Xbox devoted podcast for about eight years now and love my Xbox One for the most part. I am not one of those people who think every game must be in 1080p. I believe that the game just needs to be fun. Look at Minecraft. It looks like crap, but millions of people love it. I doubt most people can tell the difference between the different HD resolutions. But I am seeing constant game comparisons between Xbox One and PS4 with every game release. Microsoft continues to get negative press over games not running at 1080p uh, and 60 frames a second like they do on the PS4. Sony is selling more consoles by a big margin, and if this trend continues, the margin will continue to grow. We are also seeing games being canceled for Xbox One. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, for example, has been canceled for Xbox One, but it is on every other platform. I would love to hear a non-spin answer from Microsoft, but I know that we, that will never happen. So what do you guys think Microsoft should do, if anything, to ensure that Xbox One games look and run the same as the competition, that games stop getting canceled for Xbox One, Spider-Man is not the first, or to reduce the negativity in the press? 
Please don't say lower the price because that will not have anything to do with the negative press regarding resolution. Thanks. This thread sparked some conversation. I didn't see anybody really going off the charts and being rude. There, there was, you know, there's always responses that people can't seem to follow your, your question, you know. They'll be like, well, we need Peggle 5 or something. What does Peggle 5 have to do with any, you know, I mean, it's like their answer is nothing relative to the question or to, or to the discussion I was trying to have. What I was curious, and my point of this question, was what do other gamers feel that Microsoft, you know, we got E3 coming up. Is there something they can do at E3 to maybe negate the negative press? Because I don't care that my games are not in 1080p or 60 frames a second. I don't even know if I would know the difference. So, does it matter? But And I think it matters... When IGN is very well followed by a lot of people, when they're constantly basically putting this out going, Xbox One is inferior and you got to pay more for it, PS4 is cheaper and it runs better and looks prettier, people that are not on a side are probably going to go to the PlayStation side. I mean, mm-hmm. that would make sense to me. If I was not where I am today, I might, well, gee, this one's better than that one. Why would I pay $100 more, right? Well, the thread got shut down. I mean, it didn't even get locked. They deleted the entire thing. I don't know who did it. Um, I did reach, I did get another ambassador who was a moderator of that threat, of that forum who saw it and actually replied to me and, and gave some different commentary. Um, and he said, he basically pointed back to the terms of service and because it's controversial, that's probably why it got shut down. And the guy that spoke to me says he didn't, he wasn't the one to do it, but he says it happens all the time. Some of these ambassadors will immediately just drops anything that they don't like. That doesn't, you know, it's not all like Microsoft rules, you know. So if you try to have an adult conversation, don't go to Xbox.com's port or the forums and expect to have it because the moderators and ambassadors are not going to allow that to happen. So, I bring that question to you guys, because Microsoft has sold to retail 5 million copy, uh, 5 million Xboxes. PlayStation 4 has sold 7 million to customers, and they have specified the difference on those, even though I believe the 5 million to, to retail are all sold um, to customers, but, you know, I got to go with what's being reported. So, mm-hmm. 2 million is a pretty big gap in only a short amount of time. What they came out in November. So Yeah, so about six months. Uh maybe, yeah. Coming up on six months. No, well, it's like five, five and months. A half. We're at five months right now, I guess. Yeah. So two million gap I think is pretty big. And with all the, and so that's the thing, they've got a big lead on us already, on, on us, on Microsoft, like I'm Microsoft. It, it, I, and I think if they continue to see this negative press, cause no matter what you say, uh, what Microsoft would say, it's negative press towards Microsoft when, well, this machine does better than this one. That's the, the story that comes out every time. So, what do you guys think? I'm gonna shut up now, finally. <laughs> 
what what does Microsoft need to do anything at E three to try to negate that negative ten eighty p discussion? Well, um, I, I think it actually goes further beyond just the the ten eighty p. I mean, the ten eighty p is something unfortunately that's been recurring and it doesn't help the situation whatsoever. The Microsoft is just in the kind of position where there's nothing that they can do that is going to be seen as okay. You know what I mean? It's whatever Microsoft does, they'll just get slammed for it. And Xbox One suffers. And it stinks that it's like that, where a lot of other companies that would have gotten a pass for these very simplistic things, Microsoft just gets hammered on it. And, you know, all the bad press that Microsoft got originally for the whole, uh, you know, I'll call it the DRM and all that stuff that happened last year, that stuck with people. Even the people, the, the people that don't even know too much about the systems, you know, they don't know enough about the systems. All they might remember in their head is like, hey, wasn't there something with the Microsoft Xbox um, where it was going to do something that uh, wasn't good. You know, I remember seeing it in the headlines. Yeah, I'm going Sony. And even if the people are on the fence, they keep seeing these 720p things. They keep seeing it over and over. And all it does is solidify. Like it, It's like pushing people the other way. But the thing is, it does not matter. Th- does it really matter? Are you going to... Are, are there people out there that know the difference? Like, can, can you tell visually if a game's 720 or whatever or, or 1080p? I, I, I would call them no. I mean, maybe, maybe there's somebody out there that can smell the difference between the two <laughs> or, or whatever, you know, cause when you're playing something like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, Forza. No, not Forza. That's probably not a good example. Let's say you're playing something like Rise or Ghosts or something like that. There's too much going on for you to even be able to like stare at the image and go, Oh, look at that texture on this little bullet as it's zipping by. I mean, you're, you're not going to look at it. And all it is, it's just fodder for the, you know, journalists that want to get the headline of the day. And I mean, Whatever the problem is that Microsoft's got, where I don't know if it's the dev kits or if it's the system's ability or, or drivers or whatever, it just—it's just—it's just hurting them. It's just hurting them, and they need to fix this as soon as possible. I honestly don't believe that the Xbox One cannot do 1080p with a game. I believe it can do it well. It just—I don't know what the what the what needs to be done to get that performance out of it. You know, because it's the same chip as the PlayStation, isn't it? Yeah, the only big difference the Jaguar, is really the, is, the, is the RAM is the only big difference. But, I mean, there there's, you know, what was the game we talked about last week where there, it's going to be running 1080p on the Xbox One? It's from Ubisoft. Is it Watch Dogs going to be running 1080p? I know, um, Wolfenstein will be on both platforms. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know there's something, and I've heard one thing is like, you know, there was this mandatory 10% of resources were supposed to be set aside per game for the Connect. 
And I guess they put out an update to remove that 10%. And supposedly that 10%, if it's a game that's not using Connect, can then use that for other purposes or whatever. But, I mean, I, I as far as the total 1080p thing, I don't, I don't see anything of that. I mean, it's just, you're right. A, a place like IGN is, which is, is pro Sony. That's my, it, and listen, I, IGN is the site I go to for a lot of my information because I get along, I relate to people on there and I relate to Colin Morarty, who is a PlayStation person. Um, but, you know, it's like that whole 7 million versus 5 million, you know, 48 countries versus 13 countries or 20 countries or however many countries that the Xbox is sold in versus the 48 that Sony's sold in right now. I mean, that's huge. That's there's a lot of consoles and other countries that the Xbox isn't available in, but you know, they're both companies are having outstanding record breaking things. But this whole 1080p thing, I just to me it doesn't make sense. But yet it's something to latch onto. Like if you're pixel counting, which is really the only way to tell, you know, that's I guess you have something to talk about you're you're a fanboy of one thing or the other if you're doing something like that i think it's more important to have 60 frames a second than right, 1080p exactly yeah you know and, like and uh, what, like we we're just watching a, a trials video right C- could you really tell if it was 1080p no it looks awesome Abs- i mean yeah that's right absolutely right yeah, and 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 I get and the one thing that Xbox can do and they will do, I don't think it'll be this year because I don't think it's that important to do, is they're going to have a console refresh. They're going to put out an update. Do you remember the 360 when they had like Jasper chipsets yeah. and all that stuff? Like they're going to eventually do that. And here in a year or so, everything's going to be running at 1080p. They're probably going to have DDR5 RAM and, you know, they're probably going to have all that stuff and they're going to be like, look, we're exactly the same as the PlayStation 4. But guess what we have? We got games. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that's, and that's things like when I talk about, you know, the IGN and, you know, that's their one thing is like, I listened to their last show and Colin Moriarty's like, yeah, okay, we're outselling, you know, the PlayStation's outselling the Xbox One. But how to, it's hard to, ju- you know, those people are buying a console that has no games. It's like, that's weird justification. You're buying a console that has no games. And he's saying it. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, that's what they have to do. Come out with games. That, that's all you need. So. All right. Cool. Yep. But now the moderator has to delete this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on. Yep. To what have we been playing this week, uh, Rob? You are up, and it looks like you betcha. played something. Yeah, I got a little bit of uh, uh, ghosts in, and then also uh, the usual uh, Lego Marvel. I was looking at Trials. I was thinking about picking that thing up, but I didn't pull the trigger on it. That's about it. Well, and yeah, that's about it. It's a good nice. game, man. It's what? It's a good game. It's frustrating, yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's. I was kind of wondering. Hey, well, let me ask you this, because the thing I was kind of wondering about was if it's something I could introduce my son to. Um, so he's five and a half. Well, he's almost six. He's going to be six pretty soon. Uh, do you think that that is too frustrating for uh, I, I would like say a, yes. a young kid? 
Yes, I would say so. Okay. Um, Even with assistance? Yes. The, okay. It is so sensitive. It's very physics-based. Um, what I would say is go back to the 360 and download any one of the Trials games there. Um, okay. you know, try the demo. Yeah. Because, you know, you can, you can get the free demo there. Have him try one of those. That way you're not playing. If he gets frustrated and can't figure it out, then don't waste your money on, on the new one. If he does like it, then you can decide if you want to spend the money on it. But um, well, I would say he, just he, let him play on the 360. Just get those two demos for Trials HD and Trials... Uh, what was the other one? Revol- Trials Revolution or something like that? Yeah, that sounds about right. So... At least try those out, see see if you can play them. But they're they're yeah. tough. I I can't even get past the hard tracks. I can get to the hard tracks, and I can I think I've only been able to do like two of them, and I'm stuck on the third one. So I just cannot make it happen. Okay, yeah, I'll give that a shot. Oh, and uh, I played a little bit of uh, uh, Pinball FX two on the 360 as we were playing that uh, earlier in the week. Did uh. I think they knew those new Star Wars tables came out. I never did go pick them up. Yeah, I think I remember seeing some. We just picked up a couple more uh, Marvel tables. Yeah. Since that's the the current flavor of the week for my son. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right, there, Braun. How about you? Uh, Well, I already mentioned NHL 13. Uh, I played some Hearthstone, Diablo 3, of course, and I put... Since Double XP Weekend for Battlefield 4, I put it in, uh, I actually turned it on, and um, uh, three minutes three minutes into my first round, I got killed, stuck in the kill cam, and couldn't commit suicide or couldn't uh, respawn or anything like that, and had to quit out all the way. So I played like two more rounds after that, and I was done with that one. So the game is still broken. <laughs> so... I, I I I don't think they have any hopes for that game right now, so that's all. All right, and I played, of course, Titanfall. Um, I have played Peggle Two. The new DLC came out. Uh, been working on that, and I played some Tomb Raider. So that again, again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the sum of my week. So trying to trying to take a little break, play a little less. I was just getting, like, too frustrated. I couldn't even play Titanfall without getting just angry every time. And I'm just like, i got to take a break. You know, i got to play something else. I did some Peggle. You know, you can lose on that and not get mad. And and then uh, I just took a little break. And the last time I went to play Titanfall this week, I said, okay, I'm just not going to get mad. I'm just, there's no point to get mad because there isn't. It's just, you know. Um, and I enjoyed the games much better. I had, you know... <laughs> I got to go into it going, don't get mad, just enjoy it. And I, I enjoyed the game. <laughs> but now with summer coming, I think I'm going to see a lot less time on the Xbox. But You probably enjoy it much better that way. <laughs> yep, I got to just, can't be on it every day, it's just too much. Somebody, who was it that completed Tomb Raider in our chat? Uh, Vengeful Loki did. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's an awesome story, awesome game. So. Amazing. It is. So maybe maybe Loki, you can uh, join us for some multiplayer. We're, we're, we we got uh, Democulus and I are doing a little boosting on it. So if you want to get 
any multiplayer achievements, there's some that require three people. We can help you out with those. There's only like three of them, and they you can get them real quickly. So, but I'm on un, I'm unable to play the online with that. In fact, what I was going to do as a test, I was going to delete my game off my Xbox and re-download it. Because whenever I get, I launch the game, I'll go into the menus and go to multiplayer. Every single time I do, it says that the servers are not available. Yet, other people can play. Like, Democulus can always get in and play. I have never been able to launch a multiplayer game. And I went to their um, official forums, and other people are having the same problem, and there doesn't seem to be a fix for it. So, I was wondering if I could delete the game uh, and then re-download it just to see if anything would change. So, but my concern is, is the game save separate? And it looks like, looks like I'm looking at it now. I do have save data of 12 meg. So if I click on the game, if I uninstall the game, I'm hoping my game save stays. It should be separated. If it's anything like the 360, well, there's two different, <laughs> they're, they're grouped, they're grouped together under the same thing under your memory. But when you open it up, you have your save, and then you have the game as two separate files. Just don't delete the outer layer, I guess, like the full thing that you have there. Well, we're going to find out. So, Because <laughs> the one thing I've learned is just because the 360 did it, trust me, Brian, that's what not having an Xbox One yet. You haven't, you haven't found out the frustration of everything that was right on the 360 is not in the Xbox One. Oh, awesome! It, it, they had they had it was so messed up from the start. Now they fixed some things, but not everything. So I'm going to reinstall. I'm going to reinstall it. Let's see what. So, so what we'll you're saying that. is, so what you're saying is, get a PlayStation Four. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, but <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying I don't want to make an assumption. I know on the 360 you could delete the game and your save file was still there. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the same for for this particular console. <laughs> right. I mean, I, you know, I've always wanted to play in 1080p and not 720. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Yeah. So, all cool. right. So let's go ahead and I think that about wraps it up, does it not? Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to our topics. All right. So Defense Grid is a game that came out... Uh, quite a while ago on the 360, and it was uh, one of the games with gold uh, titles early on in, in that program's um, uh, inception there. Actually, I think it might have been one of the, the first ones, if I recall correctly. But uh, that's old news. And what's new news is Defense Grid 2, uh, essentially. I believe it's called, uh, what is it called, what is it called? Let's just call it Defense Grid 2, because I think the Awakening is the original one. Right. Yeah. So, Defense Grid 2, it stands. And uh, so, this is going to be coming out uh, sometime this year, and uh, there's a, a pretty cool article written up on Xbox Wire uh, from uh, this past week that did some uh, discussion about it. Uh, and they go on to say, Part of the reason of the success of Defense Grid on the 360 can likely be attributed to its controller friendliness. Keeping the game fully playable with a single stick and a single button has been a key part of letting everyone easily jump 
in a play and game uh, right away. Uh, and this came from uh, Hidden Path CEO Jeff Pobst, Pobst. I'll reset. Uh, as you play further, you find additional features that can help you out on the other buttons and stick controller, but it's a very simple base control scheme that players find extremely intuitive. And I've got to say, in addition to the control, it's just a fun game all the way around. Really well done. Probably yeah. it, it actually sets the bar for probably the best, um, what do they call those tower, tower, tower defense? defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the best power or tower defense uh, game that I've ever played. And it's actually disappointing that nothing else comes close, at, at least for me. So um, uh, the writer goes on to say that uh, that the writer's been able to play several of the levels of Defense Grid 2. And um, it was, uh, I found Defense Grid 2... Uh, uh, t- Whoa, what is that? Two hue close? What, what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, to the original, uh, placing familiar gun inferno and laser towers on towers on select spots of the map. Alien hordes march or fly dutifully through this gauntlet towards your stash of cores, attempting to ferry them off the map. One of the hallmarks of defense grid is how skilled players can herd advancing enemies along the longest path possible, thereby increasing the amount of time they're taking fire from the towers. This is made easier, easier about that (laughs) in defense grid two with the introduction of toggleable path indicator, which is very useful when plotting up and your precious resources. And uh, as you might expect, in a sequel, Defense Grid 2 will introduce new alien and tower types across its 21 levels. Uh, Hidden Path also is introducing movable platforms, necessitating on-the-fly strategy shifts as the grids evolve. And for the first time, you'll be able to rotate your view of the levels. That's kind of neat. But the most significant addition to Defense Grid 2 is multiplayer capability. Co-op play allows players to tackle maps together, either on the same couch or via Xbox Live. Competitive modes aren't tower versus alien. Both players take on the aliens independently. With successful defenses on one side, translating to more enemies for your opponent to handle. Hmm. That's interesting. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. So Hidden Path will also leverage the power of Xbox One to make you a better player. Uh, he explains, with the cloud features of Xbox One, we'll be able to keep more statistics and information about how a player beats a level and then show this information to uh, the players so they can compare their score curve from a play through uh, against their previous best, their last playthrough, the playthrough of their friend, perhaps the playthrough of the person uh, right above them on leaderboards, etc. And those stats are going to be useful for advanced advanced players as completing levels is one thing. Finishing with all 24 cores intact is much more challenging. It's that quest for perfection that's likely to keep players coming back long after they've seen every level. So uh, look for Defense Grid 2 coming this fall. This game sounds pretty sweet. And uh, I think based on how much fun I had with the first game, especially at that 
free 99 price tag that I got it at last year. Uh, Defense Grid 2, at least for me, is going to be a must-buy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And And it's funny, this this is a game that I never, ever would have even given a a, a chance if it wasn't free, and I, I was immediately sold. Yeah, as soon as I saw this, and I was like, I'm like, day one purchase for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's, even if it's, and I hate to say this, but hopefully hopefully the developers and the publishers aren't listening. If it's $60, I'll still buy it. <laughs> like, I had, yeah. I had so much fun with the first I one. really hope they didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope it's more like $20. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll never be 60 bucks. It'll be fifty nine ninety nine. There you go, exactly. So it's an excellent game. So I can't wait for the sequel. This will be so much fun. And co-op and, and making uh, Xbox Live co-op is, I think, really sweet. So thank you to the devs for that. That is awesome. Hmm. Oh, for sure. So, cool. Cool. All right. Well, um, so Microsoft's been continuing to file uh, trademarks and all that good stuff uh, for games and things like that, you know, coming up with E3 here soon. Uh, Eden Falls was recently uh, trademarked or filed, I should say, for a trademark. Um, so what this is, uh, the name or the application doesn't reveal too much information other than the fact that the trademark is for uh, for an online computer game. Um, but there is a blog for Eden Falls, um, which is a sci-fi RPG. Now, the developer on the blog is Brimstone Interactive, but then also there's a Twitter account for Eden Falls, which lists Lyft London as the developer. So there's some conflicting things there. So it's kind of all up in the air and what it's really going to be about, but it probably most likely is a game. Don't look for it, I would guess, anytime this year. Um, maybe we'll be surprised. I'm not sure. Um, but. You know, the one, there is an update here. A spokesperson told IGN that the company often acquires various trademarks as a part of the ongoing business strategy, but beyond that, they have no comment. So, that's the latest update on it. But, more trademark, you know, more filings for trademarks. That is all for that. Cool. Alright, well, you guys heard me talk about 1080p. And, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I did get out of that that uh, forum question I put in was before it was deleted was a link to a story on neowin.net regarding DirectX 12 and this was something that I had missed and hadn't seen this before but I think this might be our answer hmm. um, so at build at this at the recent build conference Microsoft unveiled their new graphic stack called DirectX 12 which was demonstrated to more than double the performance on existing hardware and work on all Microsoft platforms. Earlier this year, AMD's new Mantle platform demonstrated what was possible in the graphics stack could effectively utilize all the cores on modern CPU. Uh, The result was a massive boost in performance in Mantle-enabled games with very little developer effort as shown by Oxide Games and Battlefield 4. The challenge for AMD is that Mantle is currently PC-only and restricted to recent AMD video cards. If only there was a graphics stack that supported multi-core processing that worked on all video cards. So, meanwhile, Microsoft's Xbox One has been well-received, but has been criticized for being measurably behind Sony's PlayStation 4 in terms of game performance. 
Microsoft has responded with their XX12. With relatively little effort by developers, upcoming Xbox One games, PC games, and Windows Phone games will see a doubling in graphics performance. Suddenly, the Xbox One game that struggled at 720p will be able to reach fantastic performance at 1080p. For developers, this is a game changer. So the the images that I've got up, you know, anybody, you know, Brun might, and Brun and Rob probably know what this all means. Anybody out there that does any, uh, what is it I'm trying to think of? Benchmarking will understand mm-hmm. this, but. Profiling. Yeah, or profiling, as it states on the chart. Um, if you look at that, just that very first line in the first, in the uh, thread zero, with all these different things going on, you're well over seven and a half milliseconds. But then, if you look at the DirectX 12, all that stuff is now about well, it's less than five. You're probably about four milliseconds. I mean, it goes off the chart on the top one. I can't even see how far out it goes. But um, but they say. Uh, the article reads, most of the performance gain is a result of DX12 making full use of multiple CPU cores. For example, on a DX11, a typical game would perform like the chart you guys see at the top. And then as you can see, thread 0, uh, that starting thread for the game, is doing most of the work. In fact, DX11 is barely being utilized by the other threads. But on DX12, the situation changes dramatically. Not only is DX12 more efficient in its own right, but the interaction with the GPU is evenly spread between each CPU core. Um, So the results are spectacular, not just in theory, but in practice. Um, While each generation of video card struggles to gain substantial performance of the previous generations, here the same hardware will suddenly see a doubling of performance. Xbox One is the biggest beneficiary beneficiary it effectively gives every xbox one owner a new gpu that is twice as fast as the old one um, there is a downside for all this power uh, dx12 games will be the first games to fully utilize the powerful graphics cards that gamers have but it goes into this one actually goes into uh, overheating um, so this will be but they're geared more towards pcs not rest of the article talks about people that um have some older cards that are not going to be able to take a, uh, make use of this. They do run the risk of overheating their cards pretty badly. <laughs> so, but this, I mean, doubling our performance, uh, I think that's pretty cool. And so this might be our answer. And maybe we'll see something since they talked about this at E3, or I mean at uh, Build, maybe we'll get some of this at E3. Um, uh, and how it compares exactly to the Xbox One and what we can expect to see. So maybe they will answer my question, um, and maybe this will be able to finally negate the negativity going towards Xbox One regarding 1080p. So what, what do you guys think? You guys got any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, it, not only is it not only is it shrinking on your very first thread, but it's actually you know multi-threading it. So. You know that that this one here, and it shows four threads. So I don't know how what the GPU is. It G, normal GPUs are there any four core right now, or majority of them maybe? Because I know like my my CPU on my computer is eight core, and I know Battlefield had problems with it because actually Windows eight. If anybody doesn't know this, Windows eight you have like a, a CPU or core parking. So they park your cores. So what happens is like, you know, once a core fills up to 100%, then it goes down to the next core and uses what it needs. And then once that core is done, then it goes back up to the other one once it gets more power. 
and the other ones are parked. I have an eight core CPU, so I unparked all my cores and now everything's like spread across all eight of them. It doesn't have to like overflow okay. down the line. So it all goes in multi all the way across and my performance on my CPU or on my computer just like skyrocketed. Like everything just started working better. So, but yeah, if th- this type of thing here is probably definitely going to help. Well, I definitely look forward to seeing more on this. So, I say it's good news. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. <laughs> so, all right, cool. All right, Warface is a free-to-play game uh, that just came out for the Xbox 360, and it is titled Warface Xbox 360 Edition. How clever is that? So, uh, the game is from Crytek and Microsoft Studios. It got released on uh, the 22nd. What day was that? So that was Tuesday last week. It's a first-person shooter, of course. And uh, so it's free-to-play. It's got a five-soldier co-op mode and competitive 16-person maximum versus mode where players can master four different classes, including rifleman, sniper, medic, and engineer. Uh, where you can uh, experience different uh, approaches, gameplay, and all that good stuff. Then uh, the fans of uh, Warface Xbox 360 Edition are going to s- receive regularly updated content, which is going to enable a uh, different experience with daily cooperative campaign missions. And uh, they say a continuous supply of new maps, weaponry, and all that good stuff. So uh, definitely check this game out since it's uh, essentially free if you have an Xbox Live Gold subscription. So sorry, Brun. <laughs> I guess you can't play this. game oh. is uh, rated yeah. T for teen and Peggy 16. Elsewhere. I remember the beta version of it. It really didn't, wasn't that good. But Yeah. Is, is but it one of those beta, things of... You- so. Is it one of those things of you get what you pay for? Yeah, could be. But that was beta, of course. I mean, it's completely could have changed because this is like, yeah, like over a year ago. So, but cool. So a game that and and it looks like it's not available in all countries. Uh, It is available in a bunch of countries. So, uh, just thought I threw that out as well. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. So this game that you guys might like called Peggle Two. Never heard of it. All right, next story. Go right ahead. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's getting DLC. It's getting DLC. That's that, that's all. So, um, it's Peggle Two Windy Fairy DLC gives a flying flock. Play on words there, I believe. Good old joystick. <laughs> so, um, Peggle Two will be receiving a new master uh, via the DLC uh, named Windy. It's a sprightly fairy that brings with her a special fairy flock power. Uh, Wendy transformed blues, blue pegs into uh, in the game into a score boosting purple pegs and simple shots into ones that are bound to earn players additional chances. So, um, along with the DLC, besides the new uh, master, you get 10 new levels, 10 trials, 3 costumes, 3 achievements, and 30 objectives. And all for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, it's so. definitely worth the price. Yeah, so 
Uh, game is on Xbox One. Uh, launched. On okay, it launched in December. Well. Oh yeah, but it launched in December, right? For Xbox One, it did. Right. Okay. Um. So let's see, May seventh. And or actually, I think it's out already. Know. Yeah, I, I think I saw it in the store the other day. Yeah. So, it, I mean, the rest of the store is just talking about when it was released on 360, when it was released on Xbox One. But uh, yeah, that's it's called. Let's double the size of our article from one paragraph to two. Yeah, <laughs> by so, giving you well, history. I, I was trying to look here, and I was trying to find out when you know when this DLC was coming out, and nothing. Dude, all you have to do is oh, okay. Yeah. It says today. Okay, it's already out. Saying, it's been out. It yeah. came out last a couple week. days ago. Okay. I've been playing it. If, <laughs> if there's anything you need to know about Peggle, you just ask Mark. Oh, sorry, Mark. He's our resident authority. So I was sitting there looking. I'm like, there's no date on here, but it says downloadable content today. I'm like, oh, geez. Okay. I even pre-read the story. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. That's a problem. All right. Do I look tired? So now that everybody knows that Dragon Egg, Dragon Age Inquisition is coming in October, EA has seen to fit... To reveal what's in the digital deluxe edition, so this seventy dollar, uh, or I think it's sixty euros, is uh the euro. It's like almost like a like an L with a line through it. Isn't that the? Isn't that a euro symbol? Mm. Or an e with like a curve at the top. I think it's uh, a euro. something or other. Well, or maybe it's a British pound. I don't know. But anyways, for seventy dollars. Uh, this bundle will feature the RPG's digital soundtrack as well as a bunch of in-game goodies that includes everything from a throne fashioned out of a dragon skull to an unfortunately titled Bog Unicorn. That's 60 pounds, by the way. Pounds, okay. See, pound to me is the number sign. Or hashtag. Yeah, that's, uh, hash- that's tic-tac-toe. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pound. They always say hit the pound sign. So anyways, you can check out the full list of deluxe bonuses um, over at Origins' website. But if you prefer a lower-priced extras free download, the standard edition is going to go for $60, obviously, with £50. Uh, If you have something more physical, uh, EA said it will have news on a collector's edition in the next few weeks. So for those uh, like Democulus that want to have the box and the physical stuff, then you can get that in in a few weeks. Um, so that's it. They will have a digital. I, what I like about this was that, you know, digital downloads are going to be able to get, you can get some of this extra stuff too. So I'm kind of glad to see that. Oh, and this game will be available October 7th. That okay. is it. That is all. All right, moving along. Evolve is a game that's, uh, looking pretty sweet. It's coming out, uh, in the future sometime. <laughs> <laughs> nice and descriptive, huh? So it's coming out, uh, I believe later on this year, this fall. And, uh, it's done by 2K Games and Turtle Rock Studios. They have released, uh, a couple of days ago, they have released a huge, huge video, uh, meaning time-wise, it's very large. It's not just uh, a regular trailer. It's over an hour long, or no, it is just under an hour at 52 minutes and, uh, 30, 
five seconds uh, of gameplay. This is the game that we talked about a couple times already where it's basically a, a five-person game, essentially, where it's four-on-one. One person plays this huge, monstrous monster, creature, whatever you want to call it of sorts, and then uh, the other four players are basically trying to take it down. So it's four-on-one, and I... I, I I wasn't quite sure what to make of this game. It wasn't something that I thought I would be really interested in, but the gameplay on it, it looks phenomenal. It looks really sweet. So definitely check this thing out. Um, and, uh, maybe you'll, you'll be swayed, uh, to picking this no, game up. No, 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 no. What, what, what? No, 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 no. I, no? I'm still not sold on this you don't game. Like it? I think, I think this trailer almost made it even more so that I don't want this game. Really? Yeah, this this trailer how so? it's like fifty two minutes long, but what it is, it's like one match, and the very first segment, it's all commentary. Commentating, these guys are talking about it, and you're seeing the game from like all five players' perspective, and right. then the rest of it is you see the entire match replayed from just one perspective of each player. So it's like you're watching the same thing five times. Um, but what I noticed was. When you're watching one of the players' trailers, like the very first guy who dies, he's dead for two minutes, and he doesn't even get to watch what's going on. He's out of the game for two minutes. I'm like, I don't want to die and then be out of the game just sitting there twiddling my thumbs for two minutes and not and just staring at a countdown clock. I really thought that was kind of dumb. I didn't like that. You can't even see what's going on, which I get... So that when you come back, you don't really know what's happening. I mean, I, I kind of like that idea, you know, builds up yeah. that kind of tension. But to sit there for two minutes, I think that's ridiculous. That's a long time. Yeah, because when you're probably sitting there, that two minutes seems like an eternity, I would imagine. And it takes, this dude takes so much damage, this monster. I mean, which, I mean, he would need to. But I'm just like... All these weapons, which look so cool, they don't really seem to be doing much. I just felt like, it almost to me kind of felt like all that effort in, I don't know, what are you going to, you know, is I don't know. It just didn't grab me. Like, I love Left 4 Dead, you know, and I know this is from the guys that did that. But this this game from the start has never really, this whole four-on-one and, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know about that. That doesn't really sound like it'd be a lot of fun. And then when I watch this, I was just like, I don't know. It, it's I, I can see where it'd be kind of neat, but they're playing for twenty minutes and they they still don't take this guy down. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I'm like, you know, wow, this thing almost seems unbeatable. Um, I don't know. It just, but the biggest thing I thought that I didn't like was that two minute timeout. It's like a, uh, you know, even in hockey when you when you get penalized, you're still watching the game. You still yeah. see what's going on. No, imagine being in the penalty box of a hockey game and them having blacked out the window so you can't see or hear anything that's going on. And I'm like, that just seems, I don't get it. <laughs> so, but anyways, I, you know, I, I'm, I know a lot of people are excited about it. I just, I'm not as excited for this particular title for some reason. So it looks well, good think... though. It does look good. Well, if, you know, for our listeners, if you haven't checked it out, definitely uh, take a look at this video. It's about uh, 50 minutes long, like I said, and it shows quite a bit of gameplay in here. And uh, 
you know, you can, you can decide. <laughs> so so what that did is you all. Think, Rob, did you get a chance to watch any of it? That's a yeah, lot. yeah, I did. What did you think? I mean, I, the one thing I was really kind of surprised at was for most of the video, it seemed like that big monster was like running away. I would have thought that, that he just would have been like, you know, kicking butt, just sitting there like smashing the guy and just annihilating him. But, uh, it, it seems like the soldiers were hunting him the entire time. Right. Uh, and I mean, there's some interesting aspects, like you can trap him in, um, an arena area so that he can't get out. Cause he does right. need, as, as he takes damage, he can heal himself by killing other animals and like eating the animals. Right. Um, and he gets his health back. But like right now, those watching the feed or a minute ago, you could see where it said the feed was disabled for two minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah, That's cause he died. And that's what you hmm. stare at for that whole time. Because if you watch, you continue on and watch the player's version, he stares at that screen for two minutes. Hmm. And I'm like, wow. So he has no idea what's going on. But that's just, I, t- I think, way too much time to be out of a game. So, okay. I don't know. We'll see. But it does look good. <laughs> Although I think by having those players out for a while, it's it like gives a fighting chance, you know? Because if the players respawn immediately, especially at the you know same spot, I mean the the creature would never have a chance. I would think. All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's evolve. All right. So in this fall. So there is a um, a game reseller called GameStop. Games. Um, they are looking to expand their reach in what is deemed, uh, which when they deem more viable market while shedding some weight from its traditional brick and mortar GameStop stores. So that's what they're trying to do or attempting to do. Uh, the CEO gave a presentation in, uh, the 2014 investors day, uh, revealed his plans on what he's calling GameStop 3.0. Uh, a new phase of the company's lifespan that will see it aggressively expand its footprint into games ad- adjacent tech fields, gaming adjacent tech fields. Um, GameStop has its collective eyes on mobile and specifically on Apple branded devices like iPhone and iPad. Um, GameStop uh, owned brands like Spring Mobile and Simply Mac will expand at a significant rate this fiscal year to fulfill um, the CEO's goals for the company. So on top of that, they are actually going to be closing 120 to 130 stores. So hmm. that's, I find that interesting. It's almost like, you know, they're just now realizing that what they were doing wasn't going to work for very much longer. So now they're trying to jump into, you know, mobile gaming. Now, I don't see how they're going to sell. If they're trying to attempt to sell mobile games, that means they'd have to be developing mobile games um, because there's already these things called the marketplace that sells the games. I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to get into. So, but, uh, so GameStop shutting down some stores and I, I don't see them. I don't see this stopping for GameStop. You know, 
I don't know what you guys think about it. You know, I'm going strictly digital on my next console and, you know, I know Sony's completely against digital uh, downloads because they want you to Hand the disc share, <laughs> share the games. Um, you know, that's, that's their big thing. So, you know, hopefully you don't have a PS4 and your game stops one of the ones that's closing. Now you have to drive two hours to the next one or go across the street. Go to Walmart, Best Buy. All right. Okie dokie. So, good news. Um, This is an article off Xbox Wire. And they say, it's an awesome time for independent developers to bring their unique brands of creativity to a new generation of gaming. With ID at Xbox, we're committed to helping developers bring their games to Xbox One while making the development process as seamless as possible. Core to that commitment is providing the tools developers need to succeed, including supporting a quickly expanding catalog of middleware solutions. Now, ID at Xbox developers, like all developers on Xbox One, can begin utilizing Unreal Engine 4 for their Xbox One game development. Epic Games first unveiled their new subscription model at GDC in March, enabling developer access to leading-edge tools, features, and the complete C++ source code through a subscription licensing model. Unreal Engine 4 provides a rich suite of tools to content developers, including the Blueprint Visual Scripting System, giving designers and artists unprecedented power to construct gameplay logic without programming. A visual material editor, the Persona Animation System, and Matinee on matinee timeline-based machinima and cinematic systems. ID at Xbox developers can apply for an Unreal Engine 4 subscription today and, as always, reach out to Xbox and ID team directly for additional info. So this is just another step in uh, uh, their ongoing efforts to provide developers the tools they need to create stellar games on Xbox One. So that's cool. That's good news, I think, that uh, the independent guys are going to have access to Unreal Engine 4 and Microsoft's helping them get that subscription going. So, cool. All right, more DLC for Rise, Son of yes. Rome. <clears throat> this is a, a new DLC called Duel of Fates. It's going to be, or it is, eight ninety nine, or it's free if you have the season pass. And for me, I think the season pass seems worth it, since season pass is twenty bucks, and this game al- or this DLC alone is eight ninety nine. So with everything you get, uh, it definitely makes sense to have a season pass. But uh, what do you get with that? Uh, you might ask. Well, what do you get with uh, that, Rob? All right, I'm so glad you <laughs> asked. Let me tell you. So there's two new arena, uh, two new arena mode round around maps, uh, with Invictus and Barbaros. Barbaros. However you say that, and a survival map called Island. Hmm, that's hmm. not very Romish. Anyway, uh, players will be able to access two new gladiator skins for their combatants, uh, both taken from the Rise Son of Rome single-player campaign, uh, where you have Galat, the Barbarian Chief, and Rise protagonist Marius Titus. Then um, there's an article here that says, uh, Justin Roby, senior producer at Microsoft refers to the new maps as sort of Roman holodeck. They're sprawling multi-tiered affairs that expand well beyond the Roman Colosseum's ability to hold the action. And they say they tell stories with their maps. Hmm, Quite interesting. Hmm. And then the maps are loosely based on historical events. 
the Servile Wars, a series of slave uprisings, inspired the creation of the Invictus map. Barbarus uh, goes back to the numerous barbarian invasions that helped spur the fall of the Roman Empire. In these maps, gladiators were tasked with seizing and holding marks such as the God Tree, lightning wicker, lighting wicker men on fire, defending Emperor Nero from harm, and avoiding numerous fire traps and arrow jets. Now, new underground areas link certain stages together, and there's plenty of thematic and environmental uh, diversity uh, within each of these maps. Uh, in Barbarous, players start off in the verdant open courtyard with a banner-decked god tree, and then quickly move on to a vendor's market and claustrophobic high-walled city center. And then uh, moving out to Island... Uh, the challenge here is to fight off an endless series of combatants pulling off executions to ensure the restoration of their health. The limited combat space and constantly diminishing health creates a wonderful sense of urgency. I like how they put that. Uh, and this tension is heightened further by unassailable uh, raining arrows uh, down on the battlefield. It says, uh, this map demands that players fight without quarter or pause and is perhaps Rise Son of Rome's most intense offering. So again, uh, 899, uh, this came out on April 24th, which is now past history. So the game is out right, or this DLC is out right now. So pick it up if, uh, if you have the DLC, or if you don't have, uh, the, uh, Season Pass, again, $8.99. If you do have Season Pass, it is free, because you already paid for it. Cool. Um, so, another small game. Sarcasm, again. Uh, Minecraft. Now, this is actually, no jokes aside, this is actually a huge deal. So, Minecraft is just massive. I mean, we all know that. And it was massive on Xbox 360. Um, a lot of people being concerned that when Minecraft on the Xbox One released, the number one question is, what, Rob? What is Minecraft? Uh, boy, oh boy. No, a lot of Wait, people... Wait, isn't this like you give an answer and I ask a question? It's like no. backwards? It's oh. like Jeopardy? No. no. A lot, of, uh, a lot of people are concerned about their saves. So they're curious, like, will my save transfer? Oh, I thought transfer? you were going to bring up frame rate. Oh, no. no 1080p. Okay. Um, uh, are they going to transfer? Because it, it's already been kind of stated that the PS3 to PlayStation 4, uh, those saves are going to transfer. People were wondering about Xbox One. If I would say if the Xbox One and the Xbox did not do this, I mean, that's a big no-no. Um, but they came out and said that Xbox 360 to Xbox One saves will be happening. So that is awesome news for all those people who put a lot of time into Minecraft. So they can rest easy now. It is coming. That's it. That's it. Good news. Um, so the release of Mad Max has been pushed back to 2015. This was unveiled last year at E3. Uh, Mad Max was originally planned to come out this year on PC. PS3, 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. But after a year of not hearing much about the Avalanche Studios developed title, Warner Brothers released a new teaser trailer, which we just saw, and I will play one more time, um, the showcase the 2015 release window. So 
Um, this game's been delayed. There's really not much more to say about it. It's, uh, you know, it's been pushed back. So we'll, we'll give you guys more details when it gets closer to release. All right. Okay. One of the big hot topics this past week has been uh, a, a, I guess, prior little-known landfill in uh, Alamogordo, New Mexico, where a whole bunch of uh, Microsoft folks, filmmakers, and probably, who knows, passers-by, and police, and birds, and crows, and rats, and stuff, uh, basically descended on this landfill, and uh, they went and they did the big dig. They dug for the ET cartridges that were allegedly buried here uh, some, I don't know, what, 30 years ago? or whatever it was, a uh, little bit of history on this whole scenario. If, if you're not aware, basically, if you haven't been watching uh, any social media, then uh, you're probably unaware of this. But uh, back in the day when the uh, Atari 2600 was out, uh, the movie E.T. came out. So uh, they uh, spent uh, an extremely short amount of time, basically less than two months, and they programmed this horrible, horrible game for E.T., and uh, they printed, or not printed, they manufactured more copies of this game than there were actual consoles. By almost like, they, they, there was something like 8 million Atari uh, consoles, which I guess includes the Atari 2600. And then, the, was that was that Sears that had that VCS? Do you guys remember that? By almost so like, I think they, you, there was something like, them. Yeah, Sears, VCS. Anyway, so there's something like 8 million of those, and, and they did something like 12. They made 12 million of these ET cartridges. I, why? I have no idea. I guess maybe they thought that there would be that many more console sales. However, uh, as you can see with the math there, there's an overage of cartridges uh, by... Uh, uh, 50%. And then, uh, the game didn't do very well. It got panned by the critics, panned by, uh, the people that were actually buying games. And, uh, then they had a huge glut of these things. They didn't know what to do with them. So they did, uh, what came, uh, instinctively and they buried them. <laughs> they swept them under the rug, essentially at Alam- Alamogordo, uh, New Mexico. Yeah. So, uh, this was, uh, to be one of the first, what would they call that? Uh, uh, it's that like, uh, built for Xbox TV series. Yeah. I forget what, it, I forget what it's called. Anyway, it's going to be their first, uh, produced show. And, um, I was kind of wondering if it was going to be Geraldo going with, uh, Al Capone's vault. From back in the day, you know, was there going to be anything there? And I really don't know how much time they spent digging this past Saturday. Actually, this was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yesterday. I don't know how much time they spent digging out there, but they found, it seems like they found them pretty darn quick, which is really impressive. I would mm-hmm. think that they wouldn't know where the heck these things were and they'd have to dig all over the place. But uh, they dug these things up. And they posted them all over social media. And uh, I think we can safely say that Atari cartridges do not decompose very well. (laughs) They are not biodegradable. (laughs) There's uh, some pictures that were posted, like Major Nelson was holding some cartridges and uh, various people. And these things, granted, they were a little dirty. They were a little dusty. But 
I bet you could just plug them straight in. And I'm, I was really surprised that they're like not smashed or anything like, you know, you know, pancaked. Although no, some of them are kind of crushed, but so, some actually do look okay. And, uh, it's kind of a blast from the past just looking at some of these, uh, uh, photos because it reminds me of what those boxes used to look like. Uh, making me kind of misty. I remember anyway, playing this game. It cracks me up and watching the video of it, just remembering. And I still don't know what the whole point of it was because I was so young <laughs> when I played it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, I remember playing it as well. I remember there was like the E.T. and then there was some dude in a trench coat, right? Yeah. yeah. Some dude in a trench coat walking around and you'd fall into these holes. and Yeah. They just Yeah. It, it really surprised me that it, it took them uh, just a couple of weeks to make this thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, I to, guess... With, I'd have to ask Democulus because I think I sent him a picture of the ET twenty six hundred and its box and saying, "Hey, do you want me to get this for you?" Because it was at like some thrift shop or something like that here in Ohio, and I think they wanted like twelve bucks for it or something like that. What? Yeah. So that'd have been worth twelve bucks, though. I know. That's <laughs> I sent him a message of like, "Do you want me to get this to you and send it to you?" But I think he already has it. So yeah. But, and now they just dug up a couple million of them. <laughs> yeah, so if you did have one and it was rare and it was worth, say it was worth a thousand dollars, now it's worth nothing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing. So but sorry. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, and so uh there's some reports from the dig site and they can say um has go uh so they they found some uh, initial ones over there. They pulled up a box, and then they go, uh, how many more there are there? We just don't know yet. But at this point, we can safely report that the long-buried cartridges are actually 100% there. <laughs> Lots of boxes is uh, how it was described. So uh, I guess uh, if the tweets and Facebook posts and uh, – News reports on the various blog sites isn't enough for you. This will be an actual um, TV program, I guess, uh, or style program is what you can call it. Uh, it'll be out on uh, the Xbox Live service uh, at some point. So, um, yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting. And then let's buy this. Yeah, it's 1080p. <laughs> <laughs> actually what were those things like six 60p 48p it was high quality man yeah right. uh, it was it was awesome back in the day that's for sure all right Bron. so uh, everybody's here yeah everybody here that's watching us and listening to us on twitch will be happy to know that Twitch is the number one site for live streaming video content in the U.S. So according to the video solutions uh, company Quilt, uh, the company's data shows Twitch leading by a large margin. Yeah. Uh, it's holding 43.6% of all live streaming viewership, while WWE, which is wrestling, if, for those that don't know, is the closest competitor with 17.7%. Um, ESPN only manages like 6.3%. So, and you, you got other ones like Ustream has 10.9, um, MLB Baseball 7.2. Although I would say MLB Baseball, 
Yours would be a little higher if you weren't so expensive and you didn't have blackouts. But that's just me. Um, <clears throat> you know, an ESPN, if you didn't have two minute commercials for 15 seconds of video. Um, yeah, no, but, I, got a, I got a question about this though. Mm-hmm. A live streaming site. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm like, where's Netflix on this list? But it's live yeah. streaming. Okay. Yep. You know, yeah. and I was kind of wondering the same thing, but for YouTube, because YouTube has live streaming. Granted, very little. I mean, I would think that they would have more than NBC News or CNN. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. Know. It's not, I, I mean, well, YouTube, there's... I don't, I don't think there's much that's live on there, though. There's a little bit, but you have to be like a certain subscriber and stuff like that. It's just, you just can't compete with Twitch. More people are watching, because it's gaming related, in my opinion. I mean, so. And isn't, because I'm looking at the list, so Justin TV's at 1.2. Isn't Twitch and Justin TV the same? Yes. But, but Justin TV is not like, I guess you could do gaming stuff, but it's not all gaming stuff. At that, uh, Justin TV and Ustream would be what I would consider like competitors of each other. It's, I think it's live just, YouTubes, right? Yeah. 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 And live, you know, live YouTube, you know, the live to YouTube streaming, but it's just the game. It's because, I mean, we're not even just doing gaming here. We're doing our show, but it's literally coming out here and watching people play games. It's massive. So, you know, the people come out and, you know, we mentioned, uh, Darkness 420 a couple times, he just became a Twitch partner. You know, he's had so many people watching his stream over the last couple weeks, you know, or last month. He's worked really hard and finally become a partner with him. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty massive. So, I say congrats. I think that's, that's cool. Yeah. Good news. All right. Yeah. Well, it's next. A dust force. Um, janitors assemble. <laughs> um, despite a delay in launching on the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita back in February, Dust Force is now available on the Xbox 360. For $10, Xbox players can sweep, brush, mop, and clean like a ninja as they mm. make their way through a 2D platformer's colorful worlds using acrobatic prowess and martial arts to defeat dirt. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's right. a, it's a game I had never heard of. All of a sudden it was like, oh, by the way, this came out for 360. So if you're a 360 gamer looking for something new, you can try Dust Force for ten bucks. Um, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Good to know. I was, well, I couldn't sleep at night if I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. How about this was All huge right. news this weekend? Oh, the story that I'm gonna yes talk about here. Yeah, yeah. So this is something that. Uh, came out not too long ago, uh, about a day ago or so. And, uh, a Chilean, a retailer listed the Mass Effect trilogy for PS4 and Xbox One. Mm. So, uh, let's see. There's a Chilean retailer, Zmart Games. They've listed the trilogy for PS4 and Xbox One. Release dates and prices are Missing, so uh, I guess we don't know on those. Although uh, on their site, customers can sign up uh, to be notified when it becomes available. This is something 
that uh, has been, well, retailers have let slip all sorts of information in the past. So, uh, you know, a good portion of that has been true. So, looks like uh, we quite possibly might be having some Mass Effect coming to next gen. And I would hope getting that uh, whole, like, remastered uh, everything done like they did for Tomb Raider. That'd be pretty sweet. So, Ron, you've played Mass Effect 1 and 2. Did you ever mm-hmm. get into 3 yet? Yeah, I got really far into 3 and had to start over. So, okay. I haven't beat it yet. That was my one thing. I haven't beat it yet. I do want to. Okay, so, so. would you buy this trilogy... After you get an Xbox One, which I'm sure someday you'll have one, mm-hmm. after you get an Xbox One and you renew your, become a gold member again, <laughs> would you buy this and replay all three games again? No. Rob, have you played any of the Mass Effect games? I've played three. I don't think I've played the first two. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Mm. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, I, I will say if I've never played if I never played any of them or played just some of three or just some of one or something like that that I yes I would buy this and, and and play through all three of them but seeing that I only have one left and I have all my game saves well maybe have all my game <laughs> saves I don't know um, if I lose all my Mass Effect game saves I'm gonna be irate um, but you know if I didn't have all that stuff already and just have to play the third one to get it over with. I, I, you know, that's the reason why I said no. But. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I loved this series, but mm-hmm. I just want the next, I just want Mass Effect 4 on Xbox One. Let's move on. Yep. I, yep. I could Same not here. sit and play. It's too much gaming mm-hmm. to play all yeah. three of those. It's too many hours. I just, and I don't think, even like the Tomb Raider, I enjoyed it. Uh, I only bought the, the new version of Xbox One because it was half priced and, um, I, I just couldn't, idea. Yeah, I wouldn't do this. It's cool to see it for anybody that might not, not have done it. Oh, I lost Mark. Mm-hmm. Oops, I asked the guys in our group if uh, that are watching if they would, uh, if they'd play this again. So let us know in the mm. chat. I'm curious. All right. So, um... Okay, so, um, <laughs> Plants vs. Zombie Garden Warfare, um, was published by EA. Now, EA has a thing that they do on a lot of their games. Um, some people like it, some people don't. Um, which is, hey, we'll let you spend real money to basically sidetrack anything that you have, have to do to earn stuff, um, and basically get, you know, jump to the front of the line or skip ahead or, Anything like that. So, you know, and, and games like Tiger Woods, you could buy like the best golf clubs and Battlefield, you could unlock all your kits and stuff like that. You could get the best weapons. Um, and here in Plants vs. Uh, Zombies Garden Warfare, microtransactions are, are coming. So, um, in game currency is earned through regular play and can be spent on upgrade packs, which unlock extra content for players populating uh, the game's war zones. However, those that have tired from the grind will soon have the option, uh, many, as many mobile games offer spend real money, uh, to save some time on earning coins. 
EA's recent post revealed plans to implement the microtransactions format into Garden Warfare starting next week. So, and this was published six hours ago, or probably a little bit longer than that now. Had it open for a while, eight hours ago. Um, so that that's kind of what you're going to get. It's the same thing that EA's done on a lot of their things. It's kind of like, oh, you don't want to play for eight hours to earn enough of this to unlock this to get this, then just give us two ninety nine and you can have it. And and some people don't like it. Some people. Some people do, and most people that don't like it are the people that's played so much where they've unlocked it on their own, you know. And they're like, "Hey, this new person that just started playing three minutes ago has all the stuff I've have, and I I've played for thirty hours." So, or, or those that like me that know that they'll get addicted to that. <laughs> There's something about this one, man. It's like you buy these packs of cards, mm-hmm. and you get all these. You know, it's a random unlock. It's almost like that Mass Effect. Where you yeah. can buy the kits, yeah. oh, the yeah. kits. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. But there's all these yep. booster packs, and you know they're all going to cost. They all have a different coinage. So yeah, you could just be like, "Ooh, I, you know, let me unlock some of these super ones." You could easily drop a bunch of money on just unlocking some of that stuff. Oh man, I could see myself just putting tons of money into it because it's just yeah. it's like opening those packs and seeing what you get. It's kind of like addicting. Yeah. Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, Mass Effect Three would probably be a better example out of all of them. I, I completely forgot about the Spectre I, packs. And I stuff. probably doubled my money, if not more. I probably spent more on Spectre packs than I did on the actual. <laughs> Man, I got into that. Just oh yeah, just boom, boom, boom. We just keep buying more. It's like oh no. So, all right. Last last story for community. Last story. Yep, so. Yeah. You can look at the uh, image we got on the screen, but we got some data from the Entertainment Software Association that suggests that nearly two out of three Americans, which that's 59%, uh, play games. So one of you guys out there is a non-believer. So uh, that's a couple of you people out in our in our room right now are not playing games. How dare you? I doubt that, mm-hmm. but... Anyways, that's the uh, ESA data for 2014. Um, there's a ton more numbers, but I'm not going to go through the report. But, for example, 68% of respondents reported that they play games on consoles, making them the most played dedicated gaming device. Smartphones are catching up. Um, the ESA data reports 53% of Americans play games on their smartphones, which is an increase of 22% since 2012. Um, according to the ESA, 95% of parents pay attention to the content of the game their children play. That's garbage. That's a lie. I'll say that right now. 95% of people do not pay attention to the content. But anyways, only 56% of parents found video games to be a positive part of their child's life. So uh, that may not be too big of an issue as the average gamer is 31 years old and has been playing games for 14 years. So just that's kind of interesting. Uh, but two games, uh, they say an average of two gamers in each. Uh, there are an average of two gamers in each game playing U.S. household. So, and then the average U.S. household ha- owns at least one dedicated game, console, PC, or smartphone. So, interesting. Hmm. Oh, my house blow that statistic away. <laughs> yeah, mine too. They didn't ask me. I would throw it all out of whack. Yeah, because my whole house has got gamers. I'd have five gamers in my household, with one, two, three, three con. Well, 
four, five, six consoles, uh, uh, an iPad, a Kindle Fire, a couple cell phones, three DSs, <laughs> oh. PCs. <laughs> yeah. So I'd have to jot all mine down. We'd have at least 15 devices that probably count into this. <laughs> yeah. That is it. So we jump real, in real, on... real quick. I, I put in here somebody was saying that they haven't played Mass Effect in our chat. I think it was Loki. Yeah, might have mentioned it. One of the and I, I put it in there, but it's like I can type something, but then I can say something. And <laughs> Mass Effect, even though I I haven't completed the third game, I was so close to beating it, and I really want to go back and play it. One of the best trilogies of the entire generation. Last year, so that's that's across that's across everything. So 360, PlayStation 3, PC, everything, and and I, you know, it could probably be up there as the number one trilogy. But I, I'm a, such a huge Halo fan. I, you know, I think the Halo games and stuff like that are there. And what are some of the other trilogies Gears. that we could Gears trilogy? And then you have um, yeah, what's Gears, the one on Halo? What's the one on PlayStation? Uncharted. Uncharted. One, two, and three, right? But see, the thing about um, Mass Effect, though, is it's unlike, I mean, Gears and It's a trilogy, trilogy. They have have stories, but, you know, and Uncharted's better because it it is, it's an adventure game, so there's a better Mm -hmm. story. Gears is, has a story, and they did a pretty good job for a shooter. They had, you know, but. They tied them together. Mass Effect is an RPG shooter. Space adventure epic. I mean, it's, you know, I was not into those types of games and that thing just, once I got it figured out, it took me a while to figure out. In fact, I, I think I had bought the game and then I got rid of it because I couldn't figure out how to, how to play it. And then finally someone I got, someone was telling me and the Mass Effect 2 came out and it looks so good. I'm like, so I went back to Mass Effect. I'd rented it. I got stuck again. I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do in the game. Then I finally asked somebody, and they're like, oh, here's how you do this, or you do that. And once I got, like, some of the basics to the game, oh, man, I fell in love with that franchise. So I I want more. I want the next Mass Effect. I, I, you know, so anybody that's not played it, absolutely get this trilogy if it does, in fact, come out to be true. If it doesn't, this would be worth buying on the 360 and just spending some time with your 360. It's a fantastic series of games. Yep. So now we can continue. Sorry. All right. So join us on Facebook. Just look for this Xbox Life. Uh, you can email us if you got anything to say. Contact at thisxboxlife.com. Um, you can also use that uh, to send uh, videos to me to get included in the show, which some of you have done. Um, Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitter as well, and uh, of course. We also tweet as soon as we broadcast. I know you guys get a voicemail, or I mean, um, an email once we broadcast, but it looks like it's late. So if you follow us on Twitter, I believe it tweets out right away as soon as we start. So you'll know right, uh, I know some of you today were saying I, I'm 30 minutes late because I just got the email. Um, so if you follow us on, on Twitter, you, sh- you should be able to know sooner. If you want to get your voice into the show, ask us a question, shoot us a voicemail on our website. Click the box on the right and just leave us a voicemail. Um, okay, so we've got 
some question. We got a question here that came in. Yep. And uh, I'm going to go through this real quick. So think about your answers to this, guys. He's got a couple questions. So this is from Boondock Saint. He says, hey, guys, going to share some thoughts with you. Hopefully to hear your take on them first. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to get annoyed by all these sites and podcasts reporting the NPD numbers on how the PS4 is outselling the Xbox One, but they neglect to mention that the PS4 is being sold in more territories than the Xbox One. I'm pretty sure the numbers would be way different if both were available to the same amount of territories. And these same sites and podcasts are calling for Xbox One to press the panic button and cut the price and cut the connect. But I feel like Microsoft shouldn't do either. They're selling well. It's just that these people focusing too much on the NPD numbers. To me, this is a console boxing match. Each round starts and ends at E3. We all know Sony won round one. For Microsoft to win round two, they just need they need games. New first-party IP exclusives, just a bunch of games. Man, also, they don't need a price cut, but they just need to justify the $100 more for the Kinect. And finally, I would like to end this email with three quick E3 predictions. One, Resident Evil 7, like you guys mentioned on a previous show. Left 4 Dead 3, Xbox One will finally get free games for gold. First pair of games are going to be July 1st, Rise, and July 16th, Peggle 2. Thanks. Hmm. So, what do you guys think? Uh, I think this kind of goes back to our initial talk earlier. Same thing, the, the 1080p, the NPD numbers, all giving negative connotations towards Microsoft. We know now they're going to start releasing the new territories. I think Japan's going to get the console in, what, September? Yep. Or, um, yep. But I don't think they're going to sell much there anyways. They didn't sell many in the 360, so we Microsoft's not worried about that. But they are going to expand other markets this summer. But, you know, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Do you think if they announce DX12 or and a whole bunch of games, do you think that'll kind of help with this? Yeah. Do you think it's late? Well, one thing I was going to say is (laughs) at this point, I really wouldn't be surprised if let's say DX12 comes out and let's say doubles the performance of the Xbox. The media is just going to slam Microsoft because (laughs) you'd have this console. Now it works great. You know, it can do 1080p all day long, but why didn't Microsoft do it at the beginning? They needed this patch, you know, to do, you know, it's just, it's just, they're just going to spin it so negatively anyway. It just, it's just ridiculous. I, that, that's my take on it. it. Well, the thing is, if they do bring it out and it does increase the performance or whatever and it's free and it's not like you have to go buy another Xbox One to do so, I think it's no harm, no foul, you know. It's not like they're selling bad. They're just not selling as much as those guys. But, you know, MPD numbers, it's, I guess, what people try to do to verify or validate that they're winning or something like that. So, but um I don't think they need to press the panic button. You know, it wouldn't be yeah. too bad to have a $50 price cut um, because at that point, I think the Xbox One is cheaper than the PlayStation 4. Um because with Connect, because a lot of people now, due to Twitch that we just talked about, you know, doing so well, everybody that owns a PlayStation 4 is looking for that camera, which is an inferior camera, and it's 60 bucks. So now their console is $460 because everybody wants to go get that camera. Well, with 360, you know, or sorry, with the Xbox One, camera's there. Don't cut it out. Knock, knock it down to 
four forty nine. Now you're cheaper than those guys. And you do all this stuff to increase your performance. Now all of a sudden you're the better buy and you're outperforming. So with everything else that you have, like the cloud based stuff and Xbox Live, um but maybe your price cut to Xbox Live would be cool. Or something where you're gonna Xbox Live for free. Wouldn't that be an interesting change where Sony starts charging for it and now Microsoft says, nah, it's free. Which yeah, is but not gonna happen. I, I, I'm it, not gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's a pipe. Yeah, I, and I've always, and I've always came to, I know I don't have Xbox Live Gold right now, but I'm not, I, I'm one of those people like, hey, I will pay for it. And we've kind of always had that stance because you get what you pay for. So, but, and Xbox Live is not PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus is not the same thing as Xbox Live in my book. That's an add-on. So, but you know, I think for a lot of people, Xbox Live is just one of those things that you pay for and you really don't give it a second thought. You know, it's sort of like you just buy it, you put your code in, and then you just do what you were doing. Yeah, it's it's almost like a utility for the, those of us that have uh, Xboxes. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really an add-on; it's 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 a must. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Rob. Just uh, letting you know that we had some audio issues with the Twitch feed from this point on. So uh, what you're going to be hearing now is a backup recording of sorts. So you might notice a tiny, tiny, minuscule little quality difference. So here's the rest of the show. Again, to go back to what we're talking about with the price drop, I really don't feel that a price drop is really going to do much because let's say if they drop it by 50 bucks, is that really going to sway people all that much? Because it, it also it, kind of shows defeat in a way. It, you know, um, be careful about that. Yeah. I was just saying because, it, I mean, it's more perception of like, you know, everybody wants a price drop. Hey, we'll give you 50 bucks. Now all of a sudden we're cheaper than, you know, if you want, and then they have all the, it's so many twists, like, oh, here's all the points. Street, so, you know, you can stream to Twitch. You can stream to Twitch. You can have video streaming to Twitch. You can't unless you buy the $60 camera. Well, ours is built in, and now we're 449 and they're 460 You know, the only way to do it is if they would do that and be like, hey, look, now we're cheaper and, you know, better than they are, so. Perception. Yes. And then again, it goes back to they are they're out they're doing great. Microsoft yeah. Xbox One is selling bucket loads over what the 360 did at this time. I mean, they're this is success. I mean, the Xbox One is being successful. Just Sony is being all, you know a bit more. So it, it it depends. It's like I think I said this last week or two weeks ago. It really depends on what Microsoft's going to look at. Are they going to jump into the bandwagon or the hype? Do they want to silence the internet and try to put some positive spin to that? Or are they looking at going, it doesn't matter what the internet says because we are selling a lot. We are successful. We're making money. We're doing good. We're continuing to sell good. And, you know, if, if, if that, I mean, as long as they're profitable and successful, that's all that really matters. I just wish they'd do something to try to counteract all the negativity going towards them. But, it just depends on what they look at or what, what they feel is important. Yep. So. All right. Okay. 
So, what? new releases. Well, new releases. <laughs> Alright, for Xbox One, uh, this week we have nothing. Oh, and oh, then oh. for Xbox 360, um, we have. Let's pull this up. Uh, Arcade Defense Technica. That's Technica. You're right. Okay. And that is all. Another light week. Another light week, yep. We should... It might stay light till like, September. (laughs) Yeah. So, and remember to purchase all your new video games at (laughs) Amazon.com using our affiliate link to support the show. And your toilet mugs. And your toilet mugs. Yeah, for those that are late to the party... Woo! Yeah, look at that. That's my mug, baby. Woohoo! You can get them, get them on Amazon. Nothing like a toilet bowl mug. <laughs> nice. So, all right. Uh, I think that's it. If you guys um, watch us, uh, please on iTunes, please rate us five stars. Um, and with that, I am Mark AK Wingman seven hundred nine. I'm taking off. I'm Rob also known as Presar on Xbox Live. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all next week. And I'm Brun BJ33. Have a good one.